Thank you for joining us today for TEDCO Talks, a new series featuring thought leaders in economic development from across the state of Maryland. Join TEDCO CEO, Troy Lamel Stovall, in thought-provoking conversations with regional leaders about the future of Maryland's innovation ecosystem. In this episode, Troy is joined by Kelly Robertson Slagle of Calvert County Department of Economic Development. Listen now to learn more about Kelly and the role she plays in supporting Maryland and DC's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of TEDCO Talks. My name is Troy Lamel Stovall and I serve as the Chief Executive Officer and Executive Director for TEDCO. And um, part of what we do here at TEDCO is we, 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 we try to play this great knitter, this great knitter of all the great resources and all the great talent and all the great uh, opportunities that exist in TEDCO. And some of those great opportunities exist at our county level. And we have some great leaders at the county level. Uh, and uh, one of those is with us today. And I'm so happy to have Kelly Robertson Slagle from Calvert County here to talk to us today. Kelly, thank you for spending time with us today. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to this, Troy. Oh, cool. So why don't you tell folks, you know, um, you know, we have hope. Well, we know we have listeners, not just in Maryland, but across the across the uh, across the country, in some cases, the world, a little bit about Calvert County. Oh, wonderful. Well, thank you for starting with that, because we do like to brag about beautiful Calvert County as much as possible. Um, Calvert County, by geography, is the smallest county in the uh, state of Maryland. Uh, we have about 92,000 uh, wonderful residents there. And what really makes us unique is that we are bordered by the water on both sides. So we mm -hmm. uh, abut the Chesapeake Bay. So we have a lot of uh, really cool um, sites and attractions and places that you can see directly on the Chesapeake Bay. And then on the other side by the Patuxent River. Um, and to the north, we're not that far south of Washington, D.C. And to the south, uh, we abut the Pax River Naval Air Station in St. Mary's County. So I like to mention that because we're also surrounded by history as well. Yeah. Uh, great, great place to come and visit. That's, that sounds beautiful. It sounds beautiful. Um, and it sounds like a great place. To visit. I think it's a peninsula, actually. Technically, it's a peninsula, isn't it? Correct. Mm -hmm. Yeah, technically, that's what I think, the way you were describing that. Well, let's hear a little bit about Kelly. Let's a little bit learn about Kelly. And one of, one of the ways I like to pose this question, Kelly, is, um, I want to hear, we want to hear about your journey and how you got to what you do there in Calvert County, and we'll talk more about that. But uh, it's not so much talking to me, but talking to the audience, and particularly some, there might be a young lady out there who, who will recognize a part of your journey and, and, and see something in it or hear something in it and say, I can be that too. And so I, I talk to that person. Uh, tell us a little bit about your journey. Sure. Um, thank you for that. Um, I, I truly, and that speaks to me, Troy, because I have a passion for mentorship, especially for, for young females um, in leadership roles and, and mentoring them along the way. But I'll be honest, I am a Southern Maryland girl, born in Charles County, uh, seventh generation, uh, oh, wow. born here. Um, so my parents, my grandparents, my great-great-grandparents um, had a really, you know, just really natural, fun, surrounded by family uh, childhood growing up. Um, graduated from La Plata High School, went on to the College of Southern Maryland, which I'm still actively involved in, in supporting, and uh, was one of the first in my family to go on to the University of Maryland College Park and ended up receiving uh, my degree in marketing. Gotcha. And, you know, I came back to my hometown and it was like, okay, what am I going to do? 
and ended up getting my first job, believe it or not, uh, working for a wonderful defense contractor um, affiliated with Pax River Naval Air Station. And, you know, I feel like that kind of started my journey um, in, you know, quasi-government, a little bit of economic development, but really mm -hmm. understanding that contracting in, in government uh, arena. And uh, I got married, um, wanted to get something a little bit closer to home. That's usually what happens. Uh, we started right. to have a family. And then ultimately, I tell people, I literally fell into economic development. <laughs> I uh, was able to get a, a great, uh, I'll say, entry-level position at the College of Southern Maryland, much closer to home. And an opportunity opened up for a regional uh, representative position for what was then the Maryland Department of Business and Economic Development, or DBED, as some of us uh, recall. And that really started my journey in economic development. Um, I had some wonderful, wonderful mentors along the way, uh, names that a lot of us in economic development throughout the state know and love, uh, Bob Brennan, mm -hmm. Larry Tweel, Vernon Thompson, um, among others. I don't want to, you know, I had a ton. <laughs> You'll be like the Academy Award winners. You're going to leave a name yeah, out. I know I'm going to leave a name out. Somebody's going to get upset. But, um, you know, I've, I've just had a lot of support over the years and, you know, really started at that state level in the region. Mm -hmm. And then from there was able to kind of grow my career and in my knowledge in economic development, which ultimately brought me uh, to Calvert County. Uh, I first started in Calvert um, doing business retention, which is really where my core, my passion is, which is working with the existing business community, uh, making sure that they have the resources that they need to thrive and grow. Yep. Um, and then ultimately was um, offered the opportunity to be director. So I've been director just shy of four years. Uh, absolutely love it. Have a fantastic team uh, in Calvert that that works alongside me and and. Definitely this past year, which I know we'll talk about we'll a little bit about, later. Exactly. Yep. yep. Um, but, you know, going back to your thing, if, if I can speak to somebody that, you know, how did you get here? Um, you know, don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be go. able to, don't be afraid to try something a little bit different. And don't be afraid to seek out mentorship opportunities because mm -hmm. I can tell you, I would not be doing what I'm doing today had I not sought out those mentorship opportunities to really. Uh, you know, be able to rely on at different stages in my career. And, you know, I, one of them that I mentioned earlier, I actually spoke to about two weeks ago. Oh, well, so, so they're, is, they're still, they're still involved. <laughs> is there a story you could tell someone that, that, that help, can help someone how, how that mentorship kind of help, helped you along your career? Uh, can, is there a story you'd like to share? Um, sure. Uh, when I started in economic development, not to give away my age, but um, <laughs> I, I, I was in my early 20s. <laughs> so, um, you know, at some tables that I uh, was a part of, some discussions that I was a part of, you know, there was a sense that it's like, hmm, I wonder what she's doing here. Um, so I, I needed to um, develop that confidence mm -hmm. and that, um, that, that sense of, you know, I, I do deserve to be here. Um, I do provide relevant um, information to it, uh, to the conversation. And I really felt like that's where some of that mentorship came um, into play. Also for networking purposes. I mean, really being able to open up doors uh, for me personally, considering I was brand new to the industry, uh, really brand new to understanding all of the different, even back then, and they've, they've quadrupled since then, but the resource partners and how everybody kind of works together for the common goal of growing um, economic development in, within the state. 
Um, I, I would say those two have been very impactful for me. And there's times where I, even now, I mean, I've been doing this for almost 25 years where I just get stuck. I just get stuck. You, you do the age thing. You do the age thing. That so you, you, you slip. You slip. <laughs> you slip. You slip. You slip, Kelly. I just, <laughs> you know, I just get stuck. And, you know, it's nice to be able to pick up the phone and, and call you, Troy, call some of my other colleagues and say, I'm stuck on this. Can you help brainstorm with me and, and, and try to help me get to some logical next steps in order to get, you know, these projects moving forward? And, and to have that is just invaluable. It really you is. Know, I, I have the same sense. And, and, and one of the things I was just talking to some young men the other day that I helped try to help mentor. And I say, as much as I'm pouring into them, they have an obligation to point to others. I mean, if Absolutely. you're, if, 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 it's something like you have that, you know, people have poured into you. And so you're willing to pour into others is, and that's how I describe mentorship is about pouring. People have poured into and continue to pour into me. And so therefore I have to pour into others. Absolutely. So let's talk. So I met, I started this off with talking about um, these all these partnerships that we have across the state and, and, and some of the great work that happens at the county level that you help lead there in Calvert. Um, and people may not know within TEDCO, uh, I think a lot of people know about funding mechanisms and, and those are obviously extremely important. Um, but we have these support mechanisms which actually have funding to them too. And one of the more, uh, more successful ones is RBII, mm -hmm. a, re, re, a Rural Business Innovation Initiative. And uh, for folks that don't know what we have, we have individuals that are across the state. We kind of divided the state into Western, Southern, Shore, Upper Shore uh, regions. And we have individuals who uh, work with folks like Kelly to identify, support, source, and grow companies in these rural areas where there's, there are different types of challenges uh, mm -hmm. versus, versus urban areas. And, and so being cognizant of that and not assuming that Teco has all the answers, but that through our partnerships, we can supply those things. So. Um, thank you for being a part of RBI. I know you, you, you're a big part. And you want to talk about RBII and some of the work we've done there in Calvert? Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, RBII program, that program, and we've been a partner with TEDCO in that program for many years. Um, we're very, very lucky to have uh, Tiffany, who's Tiffany. our consultant <laughs> um, in Southern Maryland, and she's fantastic. Um, I look at that particular program and, and as well as my team as one more tool in our tool belt or our, mm -hmm. our you know, our, our, our kind of workhorse <laughs> that we pull to depending on, you know, what the individual entrepreneur or business is looking at doing. And we've had some great success. Uh, one of them, uh, Hot Flight, if I can Hot just Flight. talk about Absolutely. them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they, what a fantastic, just super cool um, uh, company. And they're, you know, what they are inventing and, and pulling together, which is, I call it um, Uber in the air, basically. That's the easiest way to say it. So basically, it's, yep. you know, using UAVs. Um, and ultimately, I can, you know, call to my house and say, hey, I need to get to Prince Frederick, and they would come and land, yeah. I would load up with my stuff, and I could conveniently work on my way and get dropped yeah. off via air, don't have to be along the roads, um, you know, it dropped off right there in Prince Frederick to my office. So that's, that's a really simplistic way of explaining it. But they came to us with an idea. That's how that started was, mm -hmm. hey, is this possible? And, you know, we were able to connect them with TEDCO and the RBII program to be able to do that, you know, basic kind of triaging of the thoughts, getting the information mm -hmm. down, that consulting, that really innovative uh, consulting that they needed to be able to get that, uh, 
you know, their project and their thought process to, you know, further along and boy, have they, I mean, my goodness, they were the top 20. They were selected as one of the top 20 innovators by commerce this year. Um, I know they, they went with commerce uh, to pitch to Silicon Valley last year. Um, You know, they get, they're getting a lot of interest and uh, potential uh, funding out of it. So and that was in Little Calvert County, and uh, in, in one of the you know one of the rural counties within the state of Maryland, and having the ability to tap into Tedco and kind of that knowledge bank and those resources that are really specialized for entrepreneurs and, and you know very innovative companies like that really made the difference. You know that's that's just one. We've had several. We've had several uh, that have gone through the program of all different shapes and sizes and ideas. Um, and we will continue to send uh, businesses through that through that program. One of the things that I do want to mention is what I like about it is, you know, we don't just hear drop off hot flight to Tedco and then we don't hear again. It's an ongoing relationship, uh, you know, back and forth. T- uh, Tiffany will touch back in with us. We'll we'll check back in with her. We'll do joint site visits. We'll do check ins. Uh, you know, and, and so it's an ongoing relationship yeah. and we're, I look at it as we're all there together as support services wrapped around that business to get them to where they need to be. And then we all get to celebrate in their success. You so are. it's, it's, it's a good partnership. Well, I appreciate that. And I'll make sure I pass on your words to Miss Davis. She is great. She's an amazing young lady. And uh, just what she does for tech and what she does for her own business is just, it's just stupid. But yeah, I love um, the, the hot flight. I think you're right. This Uber in the sky is, mm-hmm. is what I've what I've called it as well. So we have the same tagline for them, and it is a pretty cool uh, idea. But it talks to it. Ta- it speaks to uh, the type of talent we have in Maryland, the type of talent we have in Maryland in our rural areas in particular, and that entrepreneurship isn't limited to the traditional urban places. And so appreciate all the work that, that you do to, to make that happen. And so for our listeners to understand, as, as, as Kelly pointed out, RBI is um, both a, a collaboration uh, and an advising, and frankly, even a funding. We, we provide some early stage funding. Uh, the goal is to get them in a place so they can actually make their way to our traditional venture and eventually to our, our uh, institutional investors to, to, to your point, make them as big as they, they, they want to be. So mm-hmm. that's what we're excited Absolutely. about with that one. So that's great. So let's let's uh, to your point transition to the to the to the this. We're sitting here in in, in Mar- late March and we're still dealing with COVID. Mm-hmm. Still dealing with COVID. Tell us something that Kelly's done during this last year <laughs> to, for yourself. We'll talk about the business side, but just mm-hmm. Kelly. You know how have you how have you managed your personal self in in this last year when we had to kind of you know isolate ourselves from the world. Oh my goodness. What, what a big question that is. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly's done a lot <laughs> personally. And, and honestly, uh, and I'll say probably even selfishly, although I, I'm not a real big fan of that word, but because of the magnitude of the impact uh, that I would say COVID has had on, you know, professionally on my team and our team. And, you know, as their director, I feel like, you know, my, first and foremost, my responsibility is to them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then also balancing my home life. You know, yeah. I, I'm the mom of two amazing children. One of them is away at college, which, you know, those of moms that are watching right now who've had 
uh, kids away at college in the middle of all this. It's scary. It's yes, it very is. scary. You know, I would love, I would have loved to snatch her home and put her right here at this dining room table behind me <laughs> to, to finish up her, her college. Uh, but that isn't the case. You know, my husband and I, her dad, we talked about it. And we're like, nope, you know, and, and so it's, it's been the, the checking in on her, uh, making sure things are good. Uh, she goes to Coastal Carolina. I can't say enough about that university. They've done a fabulous job cool. communicating, keeping keeping all of the students there safe. Um, and then, and, you know, and my son who works outside the home every day. Um, we also moved in the middle oh of into a brand new home. <laughs> so I will tell you personally for Kelly, um, probably moving, although it being a very chaotic time to do it, it was probably a blessing because I had something to focus on. Oh, focus on, yeah, yeah, yeah and, yeah. and I would say focus on and be able to control. <laughs> Meaning moving, decorating, unboxing, organizing. You know, that took me through probably the first six months. Uh, and then after that, you know, I, I wanted to take the time to really get out and, and, and spend some time with me. So walking the neighborhood from a distance, saying hi, meeting my new neighbors you know, things along those lines and, and kind of taking the time to, you know, get the exercise in and, and mentally, you know, being able to take some time away from this wonderful telework desk that I've spent a lot of time at here over the last year. And, uh, you know, just kind of putting myself first in, in that respect, because I think it's important. It, it's a lot mentally. It's been very draining. It really it has, has and, and exhausting, but, you know, we're here. That's, that's what our job is. We're here to support. You said something there. I think it's important um, that I try to exercise. You know, there's, there is. You, sometimes you have to be about self. There's in between. There's a difference between being, being about self and putting self first versus being selfish. Um, and 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 there's a fine line there. But that you, I think I've learned that in this whole thing is that you know how do I put myself first? Because if I'm not good, then I'm not good for my family. I'm not good for Tedco and and other other into my church that I serve and and so yeah. Being able to find the time for me you know, has, has, has been a big part of this. I, I, Absolutely. I, I like that. I like the way that you put that. I, yeah. I want to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because there's the selfish, which, you know, has, you know, it is what it is. But putting self first is a different to me is, is different than being selfish. Absolutely. Yeah. And, but you mentioned your team. And I, I am curious uh, as how you've had to manage differently and how uh, not just manage the team, but how you had to manage kind of. Calvert County Economic Development, how do you think about that in this era of COVID? Um, another good question. Uh, it's, been, it's been a year of change in many ways. Um, super blessed that um, the team that we have in economic development in Calvert, um, uh, we have a lot of years of experience combined. Uh, a handful of us have been through what I would call uh, federally de designated disasters or MEMA, <laughs> usually weather related, not yeah. pandemic related, but we were somewhat familiar with kind of what the process and what was to come. Mm -hmm. um, so that was very helpful for us to immediately, I mean, from the moment that we're like, okay, this is more than just a week here. This, you know, we could see the signs and the symptoms that this was going to be something that was a little bit uh, more long term. We were able to pivot really quickly and pull together um, a response team with our wow. partners. Mm -hmm. uh, so the Small Business Development Center, our local chamber, our local representatives uh, in workforce and with commerce. 
to be able to be lockstep with us as we were getting phone calls and triaging with our businesses and that sort of thing. And we weren't being repetitive and tripping and stepping all over each other. Uh, that's what we didn't want. Um, so that was really successful and actually remained successful, but was really successful in the beginning because we were approaching our businesses uh, with assistance in a very coordinated manner. So they knew no matter if they called the chamber or if they were able to get a hold of us or our, our, our regional rep from commerce, that all of the information was going to be flowed oh, into one true. database so we could track, we could respond, we could capture emails, we could make sure that they were getting the relevant information quickly to be able to make decisions that were best for them. Um, so that that's, you know, for the business community, that was early on. Now for my team. Uh, we immediately actually went virtual pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, and by virtual, I mean, we closed our office door, uh, meaning we were still available, but we, because of safety reasons, we didn't want the business community just to show up <laughs> unexpected. We needed to have a sense of coordination mm -hmm. and flow of information. So we were one of the first departments to actually physically close to the public, but we were still working you know, from our offices and then little by little, as other things kind of started to happen and unfold, schools were starting to close, daycares were starting to close, you know, things like that. We started going into the telework um, type of situation. And then ultimately we went to full telework, which is what we've been on, um, you know, for the last several months. This entire time, I can tell you, we did not miss a beat. We did not yes, miss a did. phone call. We did yes, not miss did. an email. Yes, um, virtually, you know, we still were able to provide the same level of service uh, that we were from even when we were face-to-face -face and in our office in Prince Frederick. Um, really, I have to give kudos uh, and big thanks to um, our, I'll say the county management, our county administrator and our board of county commissioners for providing us uh, the support, not just, uh, in computer equipment, but otherwise to allow us to make that transition so quickly. I mean, we, we were within days, we're able to get full technology set up in each one of our homes. So we oh, wow. didn't have to have any downtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that took a lot of coordination and a lot of just, you know, other departments dropping everything to assist us because they knew that it was so important for us to just be able to continue operating at the same pace that we were. So big thanks to them. We couldn't have not have done it without them. So congratulations, and that sounds like you did. You, you like you said you didn't miss a beat. But I, I'm curious in that sounds like there were a couple of things that you put into place that sounds like they might stay in the place after this pandemic is over. Talk, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, one of the things, and and this is believe it or not, this really isn't COVID related. It's just I would say more um, growth of county government related. Because we've been doing such a good job teleworking, um, our team will actually is going to be remain and is going to remain in a virtual telework type of situation uh, for the next uh, probably two years while our new county services building is being constructed. We we actually gave up our space for the health department to relocate there because they needed to come out of uh, one of the buildings that's going to be um, brought down in order for the new building to go up. Um, we will have a home base. I call it kind of our nerve center um, that we have. It's already set up. So uh, when we get to the point that we can meet back together as a team, we will have a location to be able to do that that has a couple of hoteling spaces and mm -hmm. things like that for folks to be able to go and plug in if they can't work for home or, or yep. just wants to change a pace. So that that's one of the things. Um, the other thing is our business 
box team, um, we, we had kind of, I, I would say, uh, deployed it in the past, but on a much smaller scale after some of our weather events. Uh, that I had mentioned before, obviously button up against the Chesapeake Bay. We, we get a lot of in, in hurricanes and, and other things, flooding, uh, all those fun things, things like that. Um, that's why we knew it worked. Um, but to see the, the coordination that we've been able to have through the last year, we feel very strongly that we want to continue to have that group together. Now, we may not meet as frequently and we may not deploy as much as we did before. But we understand the process now as a whole with all the different partners. And we know that we can quickly, uh, quickly pick that, that group up and deploy them as needed, depending on you know, what the topic is, what the situation, it may be a fire or maybe, mm-hmm. let's hope not, but you know, something like along those lines or just an economic development issue or challenge that we need to just get the word out to yeah. the community, we can utilize this, this response team. So you, what you're saying is that COVID has taught you that you can you can operate remotely and still make have some impact. This is absolutely, absolutely. But I'm curious as to your observations, Sass, and you may have more observations with thoughts of kind of the impact COVID has had on kind of the business community there in Calvert and, and more specifically the entrepreneurial kind of activities there in, in, in Calvert. So it's been interesting uh, to, to um, be a part of uh, the dynamic that COVID has brought to Calvert um, over the last year without a doubt. And, and I do not try to sugarcoat this in any way, shape, or form. We have been impacted mm-hmm. um, in, in many ways, um, our, our community. And, and, it, and it has been um, heartbreaking in some ways. You know, our team has heard some really, really heartbreaking stories, sure. whether it be from constituents that are having, that are unemployed and having challenges or business owners that are making tough decisions as to whether they need to downsize employees and what's next. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we're, we've been there for them, no matter what the conversation is. Um, we've you. been there Good for you. them to, to be able to provide advice. That being said, in 2020, we also gained 68 new businesses in Calvert. Outstanding. Outstanding. We, Bravo. We also maintained all of the projects that were in our commercial development pipeline prior to the pandemic, and we are now cutting the ribbon on some of them. Um, we've been able to get new clients and new, uh, you know, development projects, calls of interest. Um, surprisingly, um, you know, new, unique that are folks, Delaware from outside the state, you know, I, I mentioned Delaware because we got two of them in the last two weeks, <laughs> but businesses that are interested in coming and looking and seeing um, what Calvert has to offer. So at the same time of putting our arms around our existing community and, and helping them and, and helping them hang on and getting them what they need and, and, and just uh, distributing almost $3.5 million worth of grants since June Bravo. with those folks, we've also had some successes on the other side. So you know, it, it's not, we've been impacted, but there's still sun on the horizon in Calvert. Mm-hmm. And I think in the state of Maryland, honestly. I like, I like the way you said it. you put your arms around, around the folks. I, I, wanted, I don't know if you and I had a chance to talk about this. I've talked to some other folks on the shore about this, but one of the, um, one of the things, one of the data points I got uh, a few months ago was that the housing inventory uh, there on the shore had reached uh, kind of a low, and same thing was happening in Western Maryland. There was there was becoming kind of a de-urbanization. It's not a huge, but it's there's there's a, a good enough numbers. People are recognizing, like your your team, that I don't maybe I don't have to be in 
Rockville or Baltimore or, or, or Prince George's. I could be in, you know, and, and as long as I come in once or twice a week, you know, I can get I can get the work done. Are you seeing some of that? We are. We are. And, and, and it's an interesting point that you bring up. And I'm not surprised to hear that about, about that on the shore either. Um, you know, we're in direct communication. like so residential and commercial and they absolutely they will tell you we're same thing it is very hard uh you know when when new homes come on the market there's multiple offers they're outbidding each other they're coming with cash offers and and one of the things which is which has been nice some of the um, higher end homes that are you know are right on the chesapeake bay that were you know there's a certain demographic that can afford that type of home yep. um they've been snapped up They've really, you know, some of them that were on the market one, two years looking for that right buyer, they've been snapped up. So the counter side of that is we do have, we forgot about three or four um, market rate um, condo and apartment projects. Uh, I would say, I, I like to say it's diversity of housing um, mm -hmm. in, in our county because that has been a challenge for us in Calvert. That's no secret. Yeah. Any statistics that you see for Calvert, you know, we're traditionally known for the two-story with the pool in the backyard and the three acres. Um, so folks like my children that may want to come back probably don't want that right out of college, but they do want to be able to have, um, you know, a, a really nice kind of lifestyle. You know, they, they're coming back from college where they're used to that communal, everybody's yep. together, yep. gathering spaces, gardening, you know, pool, dog walk, all of that kind of stuff. And these new projects are offering that type of those type of amenities, very walkable, um, just just really fun properties that we're very excited about because it is offering some more diversity and options in Calvert that we just haven't had before or we've had very limited supply yeah. of. And I think the, the, the for me getting back to Tedco piece is that's about talent, right? Mm -hmm. And 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 as, as talent begins, so the opportunities that we maybe would have seen in Pick a County, you know, around the urban area, around the 95 corridor. My, now might happen in Calvert because there's a there's a different concentration of talent that's 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 uh you know if you will exodus to to, to Calvert County. Absolutely, and and one thing that I think surprises it may or may not you know sometimes I, I'm like oh really um, people are surprised to hear this but you know we are a bedroom community to Washington D.C. Mm -hmm. and a tremendous amount of our residents work for the federal government and work for labs and work for, you know, defense type things and are engineers and are scientists and are super smart and are doing their little thing on the side in their garage. Yep. And are, and as a result of that, we've had some success in, in really getting them out of their garage and, and out into, um, you know, the general public and, and now are multi-million dollar firms, but they started with the knowledge that they gained they transitioned out of the federal government, started in their homes, and then were able to grow. And we, we I feel like Calvert really has a niche in that area with support with organiza from organizations like TEDCO and the Small Business Development Center and others. We've been able to, to see some successes in that. Cool. Well, I'm going to close with kind of a, a rapid couple of just, let me say a word. First thing that comes to mind, okay. have some fun. Have some fun, okay. right? right. Uh, Chesapeake. Crabs. <laughs> Calvert. Beautiful. Tedco. Fun. <laughs>
I like that. <laughs> you, you stopped me on that one because that's not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> oh, now I got to go back and see what I was going to. Um, Marilyn. Changing. So this is not a word. So you got to get. So, favorite book? The Bible. Ah, very good. Recent movie? Harriet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, very good. <laughs> very good. Favorite vacation spot? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> Several, but I would say my favorite vacation spot is without a doubt Key West, Florida. Yeah. Those beautiful sunsets. Oh, there's some gorgeous mm -hmm. sunsets there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very laid back. I mean, you, you go there to do nothing. Exactly. There. That's why I like it. <laughs> you go there to do nothing. Kelly, thank you for your time today. Thank you for more importantly what you do for, for Calvert and for the state of Maryland and, 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 for, and, for, and with TEPCO. We appreciate I appreciate you and we appreciate you. Thank you, Troy. And, and I appreciate this opportunity. And I look forward to having you down to Calvert soon. I know Absolutely. we got something in the plans and the works, but we would love to have you. And thank you. Thank you. So to the listeners, thank you again for listening. Thank you. Hope you took away something. And more importantly, I hope you get a chance to get down to Calvert County and spend some time in Calvert County. But again, this is Troy Lamel Stovall, CEO and Executive Director of TEDCO. Thank you for listening to another TEDCO Talks. See you next time. Thanks again for listening. And a special thank you to our guest, Kelly Robertson-Slagle, for joining in today's discussion. For more information on TEDCO and its activities, check us out at www.tedcomd.com. If you enjoyed today's discussion, consider sharing and subscribing to Techco Talks.